a Shishkin Productions podcast. I'm going one-on-one, mano-a-mano, uh, with Sam Raimi, the director from the uh, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Sam Raimi and Chris are going to go head-to-head. I have never worked on a feature film. I haven't recorded anything with a camera in since I moved to New York over three years ago. So we got two opposite sides <laughs> of the coin. I know it's late and I took all year, but you can stop complaining because I'm finally here. What's up, Sizzlers? Welcome to what a up? special episode of This Is Real. You know why it's special, right? Yeah. Because it's late. It's a little bit late. It's a little bit late, and that explains the change in the intro music. Every time we post a show late, we're switching to that song for the intro. Dude, I'm about it. Hopefully we never post late, though, because I'm afraid we'll get hit with the copyright strikes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think I think one other time we've been a little bit late. It still came out on that Monday. It's okay. But... You know, it is nice to be back in the office and doing this. Back in the stew. Yeah, this, this is, is way nicer. Yeah, this is the first one in like three or four weeks that we've done in it, the studio. They've all de- been remote. It's definitely way nicer to be in the studio than to be remote. I, I don't I don't like the remote. The remote, there's a lot of uh, a lot of lag time, you know? Yeah. It's not that much, but it's just enough. And because there's no energy bopping around the room, yeah. like it's so hard to pick a cold open or all that shit. Yeah, there, I, I, like I definitely don't get the energy going when I'm at home because I'm just like... All right, um, let's get through this. I'm trying to watch football, basically. Right, 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 right. Well, I mean, the last one you recorded, like, you were laying in bed recording it. Yeah, well, that that was just because I didn't have anywhere else where I could put my, my laptop. I was like, what are you doing? And you're like, I'm just laying here and, like, holding the <laughs> mic. And I was like, wow, all right, I guess that's that's one way to do it. It was uncomfortable. Very com- well, I was going to say very comfortable. No, 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 no. It, was, it was uncomfortable because I had to, like, you know, ha- my my neck was bent at 90 degrees just, like, trying to be on the screen and like i don't know See, like i had to get stay close to the mic yeah right? I, I my mean, cat kept trying to get in the door i have one of these uh telescoping arm things for my mic at home so i was i was actually kind of set up damn but um it still it doesn't work for me i don't like the i don't like the lack of like being in the same room i don't know the energy the energy's not the same it's like you know you don't you, you I don't know. Just sometimes some jokes don't translate and stuff like that. With us, it's different because we know each other forever. But yeah. like just general ones, you know, I I mean, this is it's also just nicer being like talking into this mic and not having to, to lean down like this is a, an, a space that's designed for this. Yeah, not, exactly. not like me plugging in some USB mic into my laptop and just like making it work. Well, you know, and also the thing that sucks with those remote records is like you have to r- really like you got to make sure that the person is recording properly. I mean, yep. you can ca- you can like try to walk them through it as much as you want. But like at the end of the day, people get overwhelmed because it's like usually sometimes it's like new technology, not mm-hmm. new technology. But you know, it's something that they don't they're not used to. Like yeah. not everyone knows how to set up a mic properly. Not everyone knows how to change the preferences in in the OS and in the program. Yep. And that's like literally that's all you have to do. And the sound is perfect. And you have to hit record. But like a lot of those steps, there's too much for people who aren't used to it. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, I also, one of the issues with doing it remote was I can't hear myself when I talk into the mic, when I do it remote, I'm not sure if that's a right. setting I can fix somehow, but uh, the, every time I, I switched it so that I could hear myself, you weren't hearing me. Right. So it was like, all right, fuck it. I'm just gonna, gonna do it this way. It's not a big deal, but when you, when you've done 67 episodes one way and then yeah. you have to do it a different way it's like oh, yeah switching it up kind of sucks right 
Well, and that has to, I think that just has to do with the audio interface. I think maybe because it's a USB mic, it didn't have like a monitoring knob. Yeah. But you're right. There's got to be a way to fix it. But it was like, fuck it, whatever. Yeah, let's we'll, just, we'll, we'll just power through. Um, well, anyway, the reason the reason that we are late is because last week was fucking busy. Last we were slammed. week was nuts. We, we tried to record on a Thursday and on a Friday. And like we just didn't have time either of those days. Well, then we tried to do it on Sunday as well. We oh, still yeah. couldn't, couldn't well, do it. That, that was different. I, I, different. Was, I was hungover. But... <laughs> But uh, but also, who wants to record on a fucking Sunday? You know yeah, what I mean? like it's it's this is this is meant for the week for the weekdays. Yeah, this is this is a business podcast. Um, yeah, dude. Last week I was, and this is not anything to be proud of. This like because I'm not trying to say this as a badge of honor or anything. Because that's my biggest problem with capitalism is that mm-hmm. there's like that sort of uh, glorified glorification of like overworking yeah. yourself, and that's yeah. not cool. Um, I wouldn't say I was even overworking myself, honestly. I was just, just working schedule. West Coast hours straight up. Yep. Because it was CES week last week, and I should have been in Vegas, but everything kind of got moved around because of Omicron. So I ended up working basically West Coast hours on the East Coast. So I, I was li- literally coming in at like 1 p.m. and staying here until at least like 9 Usually, sometimes the one night I stayed until like nearly twelve thirty. Well, yeah, shit. We were we were picking up lunch at like one or two o'clock, and then you'd get around to it at like four. You would be eating lunch, which like yeah. it tracks because yeah, you're yeah, on yeah. West Coast time straight that's, up. That's what it was, man. It was um, it was a mess. It was a whole mess, but everything got done, and and it was all like smooth sailing. It was really good. We kind of have a. It was like a new client. Um, oh yeah, a, yeah, a same, new one within the company. Yeah, same same Intel job, but Intel is so giant yep. that they have a lot of different subdivisions, pretty much. And we actually got to work with a really really cool person. Uh, the guy's name is Marcus Yam, and mm-hmm. uh, it's more like it's stuff that's actually really interesting because it's more like YouTube things. Normally, you know, we do a lot of really dry, like corporate stuff or or B2B stuff. Mm -hmm. And to be able to do something that's kind of like a little more fun, it was it was really cool. Um, And my favorite thing was they would take like little chances on set and try to do funny jokes. Right. So, Mm -hmm. for example, one of the transitions we have is an animated wipe and it starts from the bottom left corner of the screen and it wipes across to the top right corner. Uh, And he would be like. He'd be like, let's roll this clip. And then he'd reach across with his hands down and be like, oh, I love that. And then like make it look like he's pulling the, the, the physical wipe up. comedy. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's really cool that he did that. Yeah. Because like, yes, if you think about it too much, you might be like, oh, that's corny. But it's not because it fits the vibe of what yeah. he's doing. It's, like it's it, fun. Is it corny? Maybe a little bit. But it's I mean, it's Intel. You know, it's like, yeah, it's. It, they're allowed just, to be corny. Ultimately, it's just that he's having fun, and that's yeah. fucking cool. You know what well, I mean? Well, didn't they do something else like where he uh, he would walk off screen on one side of the green screen mm-hmm. and come in on the other and be like, "Oh, that was weird." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he would get up and he'd be like, "Come on, come with me," and then he'd step right off the screen and then he'd step on in a new location. So it looked like he literally just stepped into the new location. That mm-hmm. it's Matt King's idea. Oh, but he's gonna be on. Matt, Matt King's King. gonna be back on the pod soon. It's been yeah. a while yeah. since we talked to him. It's been since since March. Yeah, but March Madness. That was my. Uh, that was my week last week. It was just a bunch of that. And then we had a uh, Cuba come in and help with some soccer stuff. So, Oh yeah, cool. that's right. We had a little bit of MLS works, MLS cares. MLS you call works. It. Yeah. I keep calling it MLS cares cause I'm an idiot. I always, well, that, it. that's what it's called in the, it? in the folder structure now. Oh, see, because it, well, I asked you what the name of the up. project was when I was setting it up and you said MLS cares. My bad. It's MLS works. <laughs> uh, they care too though. They care. They work. They do all of the above. <laughs> um, what's uh i was gonna well let's 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 urge the people to call in first and oh, then yeah, we can yeah. get to what you were doing uh 
3 3 3 3 3 3 There we go. Uh, now we're we're back in the in the studio and we can you know we can actually we can sync it up. Yeah, we can sync it up. Yeah. Um shit. Also follow us on on Instagram and Twitter yeah, at Sizzle Real Gang, whatever. Who cares? I want emails. Emails. SizzleRealGang at gmail.com. Just just email a question in, man. Why is it so hard? I know. Just one. One of y'all. Maybe two. Just one of anyone. you guys listening. Does, I, does anyone listen? I know there's like at least seven or eight people who listen. I'm not, if you're I'm not, not sending in the email, then we're going to stop uploading this to your specific feed. Wow. <laughs> That's right. That'd be cool if we could blacklist we're, people. We're blacklisting people from the pod. It's yeah. happening. <laughs> Joe Nana, looking at you. Uh, we're about to go behind a paywall, actually. Yep. Yeah. It's um, happening. It's going to be... Yeah, we're going to... We're joining uh, the... Um, uh, I can't think of any like podcast premium podcast networks. I don't know the Atlantic or yeah, the Athletic. We're, yeah, we're joining New York Times. We're <laughs> 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 gonna be a premium New York Times podcast. That would be crazy. They uh, like they would uh, disown us after one episode. Yeah, I don't think we. Uh, it's not professional. Uh, enough. We're not professional enough. We're not smart enough. We don't have any clout. Yeah, it's it's not gonna work. Uh, that's fine. That's a, it's of our choosing. It's of our volition. Yeah, yeah. This is a this I, is an indie. Yeah, this is an indie genre. DIY podcast. I refuse to be held down by corporate interests <laughs> unless um, they give me enough money. Yeah. Speaking of corporate interests, that's that's what I was doing all of last week. Mm. I was in on that corporate life. Uh, corporate video grind. Yeah. So it's it's a new client that we're working with. We're doing internal stuff for them um not gonna say their name but we're not comfortable enough to say their name yeah but you've heard of them like everyone's heard of them their household name and that's right it's clorox (laughs) (laughs) Uh, if you guess how about that if you can email us and you guess who it is if you get it right you only get three guesses though yeah you only get three guesses per email you <laughs> you uh you get it you get a spot on the show and, be- and you get exclusive uh top billing on every episode you executive producer credit oh wow that's Exec- right uh we have executive producers on the podcast we're about to that's pretty lit if they can guess are we just gonna like at the very end of each episode have someone talk really fast yeah that's it yeah someone's yeah. gonna announce everyone's credits yeah, yeah. that's cool um yeah so we have we have three videos that we're doing for them over the next month and uh, I was working on two of them last week and it's, uh, I mean, it, it's internal corporate stuff, like kind of talking about the values of the company and, you know, just like typ- typical propaganda, corporate propaganda. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. I mean, th- this stuff is like, you know, about inclusion and diversity. So it's a good message, but also it's like, uh, it's it basically people talking it's in circles about how dope they're cor- corporate responsibility kind of and stuff yeah. like that. Maybe, yeah. you know, I don't know. It, it's a, uh, I, I don't know. The video, the videos are, are, are cool. And like, you know, that just that type of content is necessary when your company gets to that yeah. big of a level, like yeah. you have to create that kind of stuff. Well, exactly. To and reinforce to the employees that like you believe in that. And you know what I mean? Well, and it's, it's, you know, a global company too, because yeah. we're, you know, people are sending in their videos from, from the Netherlands and from uh, like Southeast the Asia, Netherlands. The Netherlands. This you sound like from a uh, Minecraft ass. The Netherlands. <laughs> the Netherlands. Um, uh, yeah, but no, I mean it's uh, it, it, it's cool. I'm, I'm I'm into it. I've been doing some of the graphics for it, and mm-hmm. uh, I actually had a fun time like making the intro graphics. The only part that wasn't fun is that, well, for the intro graphics, they kind they kind of didn't reset the settings on the camera as they switch locations it seemed like so some of it is underexposed like pretty underexposed yeah. and and the white balance is way off for some of it so i have to f- 
gently figure out how to tell the <clears throat> producer that today. Yep. So that's um, yeah. I, I know you're not so surprised by this, but I'm a little bit surprised by some of the mistakes that have that the production team has made already. Because like, j- just when I was syncing stuff up a couple weeks ago, because they they wanted it to to use like to get their time code, run it through transcripts. They didn't record on the main camera for the first take. They didn't record audio on any of the cameras. So the manual sync was a huge pain in the ass. And then even after we sent them a string out, they, I guess they synced it up on their end after asking us to, and then they used their file to do it instead of our file. And they didn't tell us that. And it's like a lot of miscommunication, but I mean, I'm going to chalk it up to a, there's a lot of moving parts and people are being moved on and off the project up until like even last week. Yeah. And ultimately the biggest thing to me is that it was right as the holidays were starting and everyone was yep. like, fuck, let's hurry up and push this through so we can get out of the office and then like not deal with it for a week. Yep. I think that if this was in April or some shit, like it would all have been way smoother. Yeah. But you know, that's how it is with those big companies. Like when a company is big, it, it just, there's, when there's, what do they say? Too many cooks or whatever, right? Yeah. Like when there's a lot of cooks, even if not every cook is the cook that's in charge, there's still a lot of cookery happening. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, a lot of cookery. Like things big, things stay cooking. Uh, say, we, we, we stay true. cooking. We stay cooking out uh, here. Yeah, so it's been, uh, and I mean, even this week, they're trying to completely change the schedule that we agreed to. And it's like, oh man, this is, it's already turning into a small headache. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm really not that head, headached by it. I think like, it's this is just par for the course like that's how it always is and the yeah. part of it is a learning process too like whenever you have a new client you always are gonna it, you always have to f- feel out the relationship like it's mm-hmm. it never ever just slots in and like starts you know there's always the establishing of the guidelines and the baselines and stuff like that you know yep. it's like for example um intel is a fucking great one actually like that relationship we've had that now for uh uh, nine years yeah that's crazy long that's time. crazy nine years but there was a giant chunk of it where in the middle there was like a three-year chunk where i got blacklisted and wasn't allowed to work with them anymore that's so wild to yeah me. and it has nothing to do with them it's that it's not on them at all it's not on it's not even on the production it's company just one person it was it was no it was it was actually the temp agency mm. but the because the some there's a temp agency who does some hiring whatever it's a whole thing but <laughs> basically they didn't like that uh, they, didn't, they didn't like me and i was like okay that's i mean whatever like it's nothing i can do mm-hmm. but also when the companies are that big you have to be approved as a vendor and there's a whole process that you have to go through and they don't just approve anyone as a vendor you have to have all the certain insurance and blah yep. blah and all of this so uh, in, in the long run it worked out right but ultimately when we started it was like you have to establish what those baselines are you yeah, know yeah. um and uh they just change over time. Like I remember the like a, the first shit I did with them. I was like getting three hundred dollars a day to make like you know three D shit in After Effects. Yeah, <laughs> I had man, no idea I, what I was doing. Exactly. I remember when you sent me that like uh, almost a decade ago. You were basically doing a giant video for a keynote for right. them, and it was like across multiple screens and just like yeah. massive. You probably yeah. could have charged like $10,000 oh for it. Oh my God. I pr- yeah. I mean, we talked about this on the pod before, but yeah, I think for that, I easily could have charged like twenty five or $30,000. But wild. instead I was like three, uh, they were like, uh, how much a day I go? 
375. Well, wow. and they were like, deal. I was like, hell yeah. So I was, I was a terrible, terrible uh, business person. Still am in many ways, but I was, and I still am. You know? what, <laughs> I what, Mitch had, what Mitch Hedberg say? I, I used to do I drugs. Used to do drugs. I, still uh, do. I still do. I do. I still do, but I used to too. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I still, I still am terrible at business, but I used to be as well. Exactly. Well, and in fact, then you were in Portland. So like the money was, you didn't need to make quite as much money. True. You know, being in New York really kind of lights that fire under your ass where you're like, oh, my rent is $2,600 this month. I need to, <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Like I need to make that. Um, yeah. I don't know. But. The, another one when it comes to, again, like just establishing relationships, there have also been a good amount of clients who, you know, it's not that anything's bad about your relationship, but sometimes mm-hmm. maybe you just work with them a couple times and then that's it. Yeah. And that's all, you know, that's just, the, that's the only time they really need you or like they find a different solution to their problems or whatever. So here's to hoping that that is not what happens with this one. I would like yeah. this to become a. I would love recurring steady contract. Exactly. That so, you handle. God. I want this to be your Kill account. Me. You know what I mean? Um, it, it is weird because yeah, like we're trying to, to toe the line between, we want them to keep coming back to us and do a really good job, but also we don't want to be taken advantage of like they just for example, this week, yeah. they're basically asking for two extra cuts. Like the, the next deliverable is supposed to be, on Wednesday, today's Monday. Now they're like, well, let's get one on Monday and Tuesday so that we, right. by the time we're sending it to stakeholders on Wednesday, it's like really fleshed out. And it's like, well, that's not what we agreed to. That's yeah. not the contract we signed. Yeah. My, my, my goal with, with, with communicating there is to just always kind of put myself in their shoes and also ask kind of why, not why, like ask if we can just stick to what we originally agreed upon, you know, yeah. or, or if not, is there a reason that it is being pushed up like this? Cause I just want to understand where they're coming yeah, from. You know and, what I mean? That's I'm, all it really comes down to. It's like ultimately, yeah, I was, I've been saying ultimately a lot lately. I've just noticed that now, wow. now it's never going to stop. You know, you know how it is? Like <laughs> yeah, when you, you discover it. a crutch word, you're like, I shouldn't say this. And then you just keep saying it. Yep. Motherfucker. Ultimately, ultimately. um, no, the, I, I have to, uh, we just got to make sure that like, you know, again, the, that we know where they're coming from because we could potentially well, just tight, tighten up the timeline. But again, it's about establishing that baseline in the relationship and saying, if we, if we make this a constant that we're open to shifting timelines all the time, yeah, then like say, say the, say it was as busy as last week where like, we don't really like we're up against it mm-hmm. and we're at our capacity and we can't really be shifting timelines, you know, so yeah. I'd rather just agree on them ahead of time. And so we all know what's happening. You know? Well, yeah. And it's like, you know, we, we have other projects as well. I mean, maybe they don't realize that maybe they do, but it's like, we, we can't drop everything. I know you expect yeah. us to be on this every day, but that's just not, it's not the schedule that we put out there. And like, here's another thing is like, yeah, maybe we can push a schedule up if it means that later on there's fewer edits, like we, Right. I'm not willing to give you extra rounds, extra revisions, because yeah. that's that's kind of how we get paid. You know, true, like, true. I mean, and I don't even know if that's what they're asking for. I think that they're just they just want to push those things to be earlier because they need yeah. they maybe they need to get the video. I know we can't we can't even make any. We got to well, reserve yeah. all judgment because yeah, we haven't even heard back from. Yeah, them. So I asked, can we just keep the same schedule? Yeah, so, um, we got a busy week coming up, though. Uh, I'm out here. Oh, yeah. People are coming through. People are coming through. But I'm out here still continuing on CES stuff. CES. Oh, you're still on CES? CES is a never-ending ES. Um, wow. 
uh, electronics showcase. Oh, okay. Yeah, the never ending electronics showcase. Um, yeah, I'm still on that. It's going to just kind of trickle in, I think, throughout the month. I think there's going to be more stuff to do. Uh, but yes, we have visitors this week. We got visitors. Who's visiting? Well, we got the one and only Germ Cohen. Hell yeah. Through. We're going to ask not up. me anything. Haven't yet had the ask not me anything podcast. Go look it up if you haven't. Um, he I haven't, I haven't seen him in a few months so or a month and a half. Yeah, it has been a little bit so since December. Figured, you know, he'll come through and we'll hang out for a little bit. Maybe even talk about his maybe maybe we can get him on the show actually. Yeah, why not? He's been on the show before, right? He's been on the show one time. Yeah, yeah maybe I'll see if he wants to come on. That'd be yeah. pretty fun. Um We can talk about NFTs. We got a a saxophone player coming through. Is that for rounds of sound? That is for my next album. Me and engineer Will are going to go up to Rhode Island. Oh yeah. And record in May. And I just wanted to um feel out the saxophone player and see like maybe if he's chill, if he wants to go up there or, you know, we can always record him afterwards so we can come back and record him with Will. Mm-hmm. But either way, it's just nice to know a saxophone player, you know? Yeah, what I'm saying? that's lit. Uh, then what do we have? Lanny is, uh, I don't know if she's coming through on Thursday or if she's still in Portland, but yeah, did she ever figure out her, her apartment situation? Her apartment situation got sorted. Yeah. Okay. Lanny and me and Lanny and Amy are going to chat on Thursday. Maybe Lanny might help with some social media stuff. We'll that see. Be lit. And most important guest of honor, actually, cause we're recording this late. He's coming through in about an hour and a half. Jaleel. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Jaleel's going to come through. Um, he is the, uh, CLO chief legal officer at, uh, a thing called arcade.io. It's a uh, one of those NFT or not in a blockchain gaming things. It's mm-hmm. like a play, play to earn. Is that what it's called? I'm not. Like I that. haven't looked it. I up, haven't done too much research on it. But um, it, it's kind of cool. I mean, it's interesting to know someone in, involved in that <clears throat> space. Now, know? are you are you is he coming through so you can talk about that kind of stuff and like get, you know you have a couple NFT games in mind? Is that what you're talking about or is it just? Um, he's coming through to hang out. I think I think he's coming through to 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 see the studio and to like see how we work because we might be partnering with them to help them with some content creation. Oh, oh, that's um, right, that's right. Oh, it might not be arcade arcade.io. I think it is. Okay. Maybe not. I don't know. But honestly, we also we we left out a very important person who's coming through. Who's that? At the end of the week. Who's that? Connor Hickey. Oh my God! Yeah, Connor Hickey totally forgot. Yeah, our uh, one of our best friends from from high school. Our 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 old our old buddy. Um, he is gonna be here. Yep, he's gonna be. You booked a show for him. You're a fucking manager now. Oh please, I would dude. Never... I got I got an email for it the other day. Did you? Yeah, yeah, Interesting. yeah. Interesting. Um, off a of song kick, and it said Bill Waters and CS Hickey. Um, here's the thing. I am 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 interested in the show. That's gonna be great. Um, the thing is. I hope he's not expecting to make money from it because oh yeah, that ain't gonna happen. That's not happening. It just isn't gonna happen. Um, we can get him. We can buy his drinks for the night. He can drink for free. He's definitely gonna drink for free. Yeah. That's for sure. But um, but yeah, Connor's coming through, and yeah, I mean, we got a lot of a lot of guests this week, so it should be pretty fun. Um, one last thing before we go to break, rounds of sound. Um, we are that's a podcast we do that's music related. Um, we're, that show's coming back in February, and in a couple weeks. We're going to start doing uh, records for rounds of sound. We've got three lined up. Damn, season three coming up. Season three is coming up, coming in hot. January 25th, 26th, and 27th. We have r- records lined up That's already. That's awesome. Now, yeah. I, I know you banked a few. Are those coming out in season three, or did those already come out in season two? Did you just make season two longer? 
No, yeah, we didn't bank any. We were finishing up season two. Damn. Yeah, season two is 12 episodes. That's, I think I think we're going for 12 per thing because it's kind of like a three-month run. So. Are you going to do that, what, three or four times a year? We are going to try to maybe do two months, two, uh, three months uh, of on, a show, three, three months, months on, on, and then like two months off or okay. something like that, or six weeks off or something like that, yeah. Um. Give me one second here. I'm going to run over there and get the name of this company right because I don't want I don't want yeah, to say yeah, it was it, arcade.io if it, it's not. It's on my desk. Okay. You can vamp. Uh, uh okay. <laughs> Let's just cut all this out. I'm back. Oh wow. Yeah. It, it is called Arcade, but the website is not arcade.io. It's arcade then the number 2 and then earn.io, which judging by that name arcade2earn.io. Arcade yeah, judging by that name it is definitely one of those uh play what's it called play to earn. Is that is that yeah, that sounds the, right. Yeah. Wait, so can you make money just playing the game? I believe Something that's like that? yeah, I believe that that's the fun. whole idea, yeah. Um, but yeah, gaming on the blockchain seems like something with the future. I don't really know. Gaming I mean, is big, the blockchain is big. Yeah, I'm sure NFTs are going to be huge in gaming. Just like when you consider games like Fortnite or Call of Duty where you can buy these skins and like different mm-hmm just like microtransactions i feel like yeah nfts are going to be a big part of that i mean if you can own the original you know sort of healing or whatever bullshit right. then well I, I also am picturing it from a uh like for nba 2k for example yeah you know how they personalize everything like all the different they have all the deals with the shoe brands you can make a custom colorway yep. all that kind of yep. shit if like you know, there's some sort of exclusive NFT drop for that. Like, there's yeah. just there's a, there's got to be a way to yeah, implement Nike, that as Nike well. Nike does a like a straight up drop. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I mean, it, it's it's nothing new because there's there's been economies around video games for a long time. I yeah. mean, World of Warcraft for a long time. You could you know sell your account for thousands of dollars if well, it was a. I feel like what we should do um on one of these upcoming episodes is get Jaleel on, and we can actually just do an episode dedicated to uh that space and maybe we can figure out how to work build making yeah. into it right yeah. um all right let's go to a quick break uh when we come back oh we got a very special segment called chris versus sam raimi wow <laughs> oh god look we've been doing the show for a while and wandering barman wandering barman they are one of our premier sponsors they're a sponsor? Yeah, they're the best. They make the most delicious cocktails and the pre-made. Wait, pre-made cocktails? I can just drink it? I don't have to make a cocktail? That's right, but it gets even better. They just opened their cocktail brasserie here in Brooklyn. That sounds fancy. It's pretty fancy, but it's also mad affordable. Their happy hour from 5 to 7, $5 cocktails. So if you want an old-fashioned, guess how much it is? Uh, $5? If you want a margarita, guess how much it is? Mm, $5. And if you want a Diet Pepsi... I don't think they have those. They don't have those, unfortunately. Aww. But you should check out Wandering Barman's Cocktail Brasserie at 315 Meserol Street in Brooklyn. Go for happy hour, 5 to 7. They're open every day. Wandering Barman, woo! Welcome back, Sizzlers. In this second half, we're going to do something a little special. It's I'm going one-on-one, mano-a-mano, uh, with Sam Raimi, the director from the uh, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Sam Raimi and Chris are going to go head-to-head. We're going to see what, what happens. So it's, it's not really head-to-head. It's Chris reacting. Chris reacts to Sam Raimi. So there's a, um, a YouTube channel called Outstanding Screenplays, and uh, I guess Sam Raimi... Um, was on recently or they whatever they have 10 filmmaking tips from sam raimi okay so we're gonna go through all 10 tips chris has not heard these i have not i'm going in blind 
And uh, we're going to read all 10 tips. And per tip, we're going to see if Chris agrees with it or disagrees with it or or how he feels about it. Okay. And let's just let's establish the baseline here. Sam Raimi, American filmmaker known for creating the Spider-Man trilogy and the Evil Dead franchise. Um, he also directed uh, a 1990 superhero film called Dark Man. A, hmm. He also directed a movie called The Gift, Drag Me to Hell. Um, he also did Oz the Great and Powerful. This man has directed a lot of shit and he's done successful. He's been, he's produced several successful television series like Hercules, The Legendary Journeys, and its spinoff, Xena Warrior Princess. Oh, that's a classic. Uh, yeah, and I guess his next film is called Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, really? You might Surprising. get a cat named Doctor Strange. I might get a cat named Doctor Strange. Uh, yeah. So just, just the Chris's qualifications. Yeah. Just to preface everyone, I have never worked on a feature film. I haven't even edited a feature film. I haven't been on set for any sort of <laughs> filmmaking in over a decade, and uh. <laughs> basically i haven't even shot anything like i haven't recorded anything with a camera in since i moved to new york over three years ago so we got two opposite sides of the coin <laughs> chris versus sam raimi oh my god we need some imaging all right let's kick this off 10 filmmaking tips tip number one people are interested in the stories of people Okay. Well, that's a agree. Stupid, that's disagree. A, what? Yeah. No, I agree. It's just a stupid tip. That that's not like. Why is that a stupid tip? That's. I mean, that's it's what's, a good. It's a good tip. Everyone knows storytelling is important. Like. Yeah. yeah. No shit. That's not what he's saying. He's saying people are interested in the stories of people. Yeah. Well, how 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 many movies tell a story without people in it? Like other than a- animals that are anthropom. Anthropomorphized. Like everyone. Look, I I see what you're saying, but think about it from a different perspective. Even like if it's not a film, say it's just like a photograph or a song or something like that. Like like if if it's a photograph of just like a fucking alleyway, that's kind of boring. Yeah. But if it's a photograph of someone at the end of an alleyway, it's a little more interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I I agree with the with, with the, the premise. In, you just think it goes without saying. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so what would you replace it with, smart guy? I don't, What's your I fucking don't fucking know. Tip? I'm, not, I'm not giving tips. I'm reacting. You don't want to give out tips. No. No free tips. You got to go behind the paywall. I mean, to get it's, it's, it, I mean, it's like saying tell good stories. Like, yeah, no shit. Okay. All right. So, I mean. You look, you disagree with the first one. That's fine. No, I, 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 I like agree with it. I agree with okay. it. I'm just unimpressed so far. Unimpressed this so far. this right. better be like, you better be ranking them from most obvious to like, to least actual, obvious. yeah, to actually good information. Okay. All right. Well, here's tip number two. Sometimes the audience can create something scarier in their mind than what you could have shown them. And sometimes you can show them something much scarier than what they could have ever imagined. Hmm. So this is basically like, saying don't maybe like don't show yeah. you don't have to show the whole thing. Don't yeah. give it all away. I, I like the first part of that. The second part I didn't totally understand, but the first part like not revealing everything. I think that is absolutely a, a legit tactic. I mean, that's. I mean, I think about the movie Signs where yeah. you like barely see this alien. Like you only see him in a couple glances across the movie, and it's like, yo, this is terrifying. Like. What what is this thing? Or like, what was the other the movie? Clo- Clover. Oh, Bob. Well, I haven't you, seen. I haven't you, seen you, you, you see the Babadook in that. 
uh, Cloverfield, right? Yeah. Where like it's a giant monster, but you can't really tell what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like because it's so big, you can't film it with the camera. Exactly. Literally, that Cloverfield monster was too big to film with a camera. That's pretty wild. That's what they, they, they that, just need a wider lens. They couldn't. They got the widest lens possible, one millimeter. <laughs> <laughs> they got a one millimeter lens. The, the, elephant, the elephant, the Cloverfield monster is still too big, the size of a giant elephant. Um, no, I think that's absolutely true because. I, yeah, you, it, sometimes when you show, especially in, in filmmaking, when you show a monster, it might not be that scary because maybe it's bad CGI right. or like you can just tell that it's a prop or sometimes maybe it's legitimately like scary looking. But because because you can see exactly what it looks like, your brain can't do anything else with it. Like, uh, I mean, look, you could take the sound design and the lighting and the performance and like a reaction shot and uh, you could probably capture more fear in that than you can from a cgi monster mm -hmm. you know what i mean well that's the way it's edited right that's actually super important because like i don't know you you could if you pace it the right way and you show the right shots at the right time things can get way scarier you mm -hmm. know or you can up the stakes however much you know it's uh yeah i mean it's like in raiders of the lost ark when they when they open the the fucking well the ark itself and uh -huh. you don't really see anything and it's just golden and then the everyone's glow. everyone's faces melt it's like oh, oh holy shit that's that's terrifying spoiler alert yeah well it came out in the 80s um look so number two you agree with you agree with i, tip I number agree two, what, what, was, what was the second part of that he says and sometimes you can show them something much scarier than what they could have ever imagined which i'm not convinced about that because that, so. that sounds like he's literally disproving his this first part point, of it yeah. yeah like the statement below this is true the statement above this is false mm -hmm. right one of those prisoner's dilemma or what's whatever uh oxymoron yeah. i don't know uh, <laughs> i have fucking idea what a, i'm talking uh, about what, what's that thing that you tell a robot to make it explode oh the uh, uncanny paradox? valley paradox. paradox all right so number two you half agree with so so far if for those keeping score number one chris did not agree with number two he half agreed okay, with so you I and Sam Raimi okay. are 25% on the same page. All right. Number three. That's why I'm not a filmmaker. Know the rules of your genre. He's saying that the genre is the most important thing in storytelling. And uh, you got to know how to surprise the audience and how to bend them to reinvent the wheel. Um, I mean, yeah, that sounds about right. Because, I mean, he's done what? Superhero movies and... It seems like superhero and like horror. And horror two movies, yes. Really like. So those are like very... Genre, like genre based yeah and th those, those are like classic tropes or whatever yeah. i mean they're they're well established and you can work within them um yeah i mean i mean what's the what do you know the rules of your genre i don't know what, what my genre, genre is corporate corporate filmmaking yeah I, actually i would say i know the, i know the rules of it super well in terms of editing it yeah i mean i know I how to bust right through that pop 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 <laughs> i edit that shit mad quick uh, I would say, yeah, I know, I know the rules of what I do. And then, I mean, same thing, I guess, when I, if I'm working on major league soccer stuff, I cut differently That's than true. if I'm working on a corporate video or yeah. when we get stuff from complex, uh, usually sizzles, those That's are true. like lifestyle, like cool yeah. hip shit. I cut a lot differently. Um, and yeah. like I, I tell different stories. Yeah. There's always a different, I guess for us, like maybe one of the big rules would be pacing, right? Like mm -hmm. things are just paced differently depending on what you're trying to yeah, like communicate. The, this corporate stuff is it's slow and like they speak in complete sentences and get entire thoughts out. And then like sizzles, obviously cut very fast. You just need like little, little hits of sound. Exactly. You don't need a full sentence. You just need someone reacting. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you tell a story in a different way. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the craziest thing is that genres are, are, 
abundant mm-hmm. and uh, different stories are abundant. So number three, that's an easy one. I think everyone agrees with that one. Number yep. four, try not to take a step back from reality when dealing with an unrealistic concept for a movie. Keep it as real as possible. So kind of keep it grounded and make everything feel like the stakes are like real. You know, it's like a, it's like a real. Okay. So, world. so it's like kind of work having an absurd premise, but in a normal yeah. society in a way. Yeah, exactly. Like if the concept is unrealistic or, or something, you should still react to it in a realistic way. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. So maybe like Chris grows a tail. I'm not going to be like, <laughs> Oh, that's cool. I'm gonna be like, holy shit, bro! Like, wh- have you like, did wh- anyone else know about <laughs> did this? You go to the, doctor? the doctor, like, what's going on with this tail? Uh, yeah. Don't talk about my tail, please. My bad, my bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I didn't see this movie, but I know I'm, I'm gonna. For some reason, I'm on an M Night Shyamalan <laughs> <laughs> kick uh, when it comes to Sam Raimi. Uh, he came out with a movie recently called Old. Uh, and it's like M. Night Shyamalan did. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure it was him. And yeah. they all end up on a beach and like immediately they start aging like mm-hmm. a year, an hour or something crazy mm-hmm. like that. And obviously everyone reacts like this is a terrible thing because it is like yeah. it. You still have to operate within in the rules of your world, because especially for an audience like they're not going to understand why you don't just leave the beach, right? <laughs> Stuff like that. But that's but that's really the reason I didn't even want to watch it. Cause I was like, just fucking leave. <laughs> like, just get off the beach. There was you got on the beach. Get off the beach. Like, what the fuck? Yep. Uh, and like, if you have a, a set of rules in your universe that isn't the same set of rules that your audience has, they're not. It's not. It's not going to hit the same because they don't. Like their perspective doesn't include this alien world's perspective. Right, right. They, they can't understand it the same they're, way. They're not inherently like in that world there's mm-hmm. too much world building that has to happen for them to take the leap of faith mm-hmm. that's why i don't fuck with like maybe i don't know i don't know who gives a fuck about this but sci-fi i like do i just usually do not fuck with sci-fi or fantasy i think that there's so like i just don't have the desire to take the time to understand all this shit like yeah. one time i tried to watch a star trek and and my friend was like no okay but the reason that this happens is because of this and this thing oh and this device does that and these people do this and this type of alien doesn't like this type of alien i was like Bruh, what? It's, like, I don't have the fucking it's an investment. time to, yeah. to care about this. Yeah, so I mean, like, I'm, I sure, don't. I'm sure it's really cool if you take the time to understand it. And I'm, it's, I, I bet it mentally like puts you in a, a place where yeah. where you care about it more because it's like this special thing. But f- for most people, that's not that's too much work. Same with shit like Lord of the Rings. Like, there's so much backstory and shit. Like, dude, like I want Air Bud. Dog <laughs> plays basketball. Easy. I got it. That's like a simple that's, concept. That's what I need. Like, give me something simple. You and you know, know what? everyone reacted properly. They were like, oh my God, this dog can play basketball. This is amazing. Ain't, Ain't no, no rule. rule that says a dog can't play basketball. <laughs> you know what I, what I will fuck with is like a heist film because with those, usually everything is changing like fucking minute to minute. Yeah. And so like, there's never any rules established because as soon as you think something's established, it's broken. I think a like heist, this, noirs are like that. too. A, a heist film is something like that's one of the genres where you can kind of suspend disbelief or whatever for yeah. a second just to let the story happen. Like heist films are so fucking fun. It's like my favorite shit. Um, all right. Number five, write and direct low budget short films every week and see how an audience will respond to it. What? Every week? Yeah. Writing and directing a film in a week? What does that mean? Yeah, that's that. That's one of those. That's, that's like kind of a privileged ass one to put there. Yeah, what? Like maybe you could do it if you're like in high school and you don't have anything to worry about uh, or if you're in college. But like if you're in the real world, you are 
not going to be able to write and yeah, direct how, low how, budget short films every week. How are you going to get all those people like for a, for I mean, you could do even, it even with a like, small production is going to have like five or six people. I, was on say, it. You could, I could see something being done with like three people. But at the but the, at that point, you still have to convince two other people to make movies with you every fucking week. Exactly. And like, like, are you paying them? Hard to do. Yeah. Because yeah. everyone's got to pay bills and shit. And also like. You know, it's just so hard to find people who are that into. It. I guess maybe it'd be like band practice, though. I guess, like, you know, if you have a because who knows, like maybe these short films don't have to be full films. Maybe it's just a sketch. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think it's a good idea in principle, like the practice makes perfect. Yeah. Like always, you know, always be perfecting your craft, always be active. Like you're not going to get better if you're not doing it. But also every week now, like maybe you should be doing like three or four short films per year and like finding you got to find a fucking budget for that. I think it comes down to what the fuck a short film is in this in this instance. Yeah. Like, and, and to be fair, I haven't seen the whole interview. But if the if the idea is like make something. Yeah. then I think that's very reasonable. Yeah. I it's agree. Like, even if you're filming like literally one scene and it's just in one location and it's maybe it's even person versus themselves like like the conflict is like some sort of i don't know they, they're learning how to cook a fucking egg or some shit mm-hmm. you know that that's a that's a story well and i will say that like doing that low budget shit probably it forces you to think in different ways and like tell a story without a lot you know yeah. like you, you really have to get the writing down and you yeah. have to get the i mean you have to get it all down right you, otherwise you it's gonna be shitty you could do it like in a theatrical way where it's just like stage acting and then you can just film one wide shot and that's it. <laughs> I feel like that's a poorly directed movie. It's true. Uh, everything on stage is a poorly directed movie. <laughs> Ooh, I'm, just, I'm just joking. The theater's great. Um, number six. Wait, so far, we're, we're halfway through. So far, you have disagreed with the first one, I half agreed with the second with one. You agreed with the third one. You agreed with the fourth one. You did not agree with the fifth one. Well, you I didn't just, like that one. I just, Low budget short film. So, so far, you have agreed with exactly two and a half I think of I, the five. I think I've agreed with all of them. You've agreed, you agreed with, well, you, you can come back and listen to the tape. You agreed okay. with two and a half of five so far. Number six, create sympathetic villains. Okay. I like that. Um, it gives you, yeah, a different rooting interest. It kind of like. Saying so you should understand why each conflict. character acts the way they do, even the villains. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, every character needs to have a motivation. They can't just be random. Uh, I mean, they each have their own story, right? That's mm-hmm. the whole point. Otherwise, uh, it's unrealistic, right? It's unbelievable. Exactly. It kind of goes back to that whole thing about, uh, you know, kind of literally the last one about keeping it as real as possible, or not two ago, keeping it as real as possible, even if it's an unrealistic concept. Like, I don't know. What's an unrealistic villain? Fucking venom you know yeah well i was just a giant thing but probably has some sort of motivation i've never watched i've seen half of the first spider-man so i don't i don't know so you you missed the dancing scene totally i missed Uh, everything that's a bummer i know i I remember when he was in the wrestling and then his like his aunt died or some shit oh yeah and that's all i saw uh his aunt didn't die someone died then it went to Uncle, uncle got murdered or something. Uncle, uncle Ben or something. Yeah, and then know. it went to commercial. It was on TBS way back. It went to commercial. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh I was like, I'm chilling. I don't want to see that. I don't care enough to. Damn, like, I saw that that movie in theaters. No, nah, I saw a movie. I saw a part of that movie on TBS. That one was time. like the the first movie I could convince my parents to go to. It was like a you know the big middle school group, all the cool kids, and yeah. I was like, oh, I finally get to go. And oh, then nice. I saw Spider Man. I remember my high school movie memory for some reason is Tropic Thunder. 
Damn, <laughs> don't know. I didn't see that until much later. I wasn't. I wasn't invited to that one. Yeah, we were trying to keep you out of that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember Borat because like Borat I Borat was fucking amazing. That was amazing, and I I was lucky enough that one of our friends needed like a key or something or to be let in. Uh, Right during the the naked wrestling scene, so oh, like, you, you I, missed it. I, yeah, I left the theater for that and then came back, and everyone was cracking up. Everyone and I was, was like rolling, well, rolling in the aisles. Yeah. Wait, so creating sympathetic villains—that's a no-brainer for you, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I just think it, your villain doesn't need to be sympathetic; they just need to have motive. Like they need to have a, a backstory, and all all your characters do. Like they mm. need to have reasons for what they do. Yeah, it's like it can't, a, it can't be just to push the story forward. The thing is, I think now. We, well, who knows? I think over the last like 15 years, 20 years, the anti-hero has become like such a massive like yeah. thing in, in, in media, like in mainstream media that like, it's almost like that goes without saying, right? Like, of course they're going to be sympathetic villains because we're so into the concept of anti-heroes yeah. as well. So yeah. ever like Tony Soprano. Well, right. it, yeah, sympathetic it, villain. Technically, I mean, say, but yeah, he's the main character. Walter White. I mean, right. everyone like he's terrible, but even, he's still kind of better. Root, Saul. Saul. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, you, you root for them like I, I don't know. It, it makes you think in a different way. Um, number seven, delve into the unknown and delve into what scares you. And then it says, okay. you've heard write what you know, but I think it's more important to write what you're interested in. That's uh, interesting. That. Uh, as long as you research the shit out of it and you can make it a realistic portrayal, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it kind of sounds like just do your research, to be yeah, honest. Yeah. Uh, dive into the unknown or what you're afraid of. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Like, I personally don't really write things I don't know because I don't know them. Yeah. Like, I'd have to, I have to do, like, a ton of research to even get something that feels semi-realistic, you know what I mean? I th I think the concept is solid, but I I mean I just it's too vague and like I don't know. Damn, do what you don't know. Like Chris is disagreeing with this one too. Well, it's just kind of like it's not real advice. I really. can't wait till we actually get Sam Raimi on the pod and you can meet him in person and oh, tell him to God. his face that you disagree yeah. with his his stuff here. Yeah, yeah. Number eight: to make it scary, don't exaggerate. Base it around a set of circumstances that could really happen. Okay, that sounds that pretty sounds similar. Awesome. That's real. That's that's why scary things are scary. Otherwise, yeah. they're just corny. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it's something that can't actually happen, then it's not really that scary. Yeah. Or I mean, I guess you can suspend disbelief for a little bit and like put yourself in that character's shoes. But uh, that one just sounds like the one from earlier. Like keep it, yeah. keep, keep it realistic. Yeah. I mean, but I I like that one too because you can even take that. You can take the word scary out of it and really turns anything. Like even like sad, right? Or like melancholy. There was a movie called, I think it was called Ghost Story, way, like, it was uh, Casey Affleck, I think, was in it. And oh, remember I Remember that? That I movie do, was, like, so slow, but, again, I saw it in the theater, and the sound is so paramount to that, because, like, it's big and empty and vast, and it tells a story over, like, I think it's over, like, hundreds and hundreds of years. Uh, like, it's so cool, and that one, what it's so understated, but that's what made it feel so, like it had a ton of gravity because mm -hmm. you were just like holy shit like this feels so real and again I, I go back to sci-fi shit but this is why like sci-fi fantasy shit just doesn't ever really hit for me I'm like don't care you know like none of this is real like that I just don't I can't you know like uh, the one with Robert Pattinson and uh, 
the one Twilight? That, no, no, no. The one that uh, Claire Denis directed, High Life. It's like I don't know that shit one. like that. It's like, dude, I, I, I don't care about like convicts being blasted into space. That's maybe a spoiler. That, that, that's know. what happens. That's fucking lit. I want to watch that. You should check it out. It's, it's not. I personally, I left like twenty minutes before it ended because I was just like, me and Amy went to go see it like a few years ago, and then there was like a party, and we were like, let's just go to that. <laughs> okay, maybe I won't watch it. Um, all right. So uh, you agree with number eight. Uh, don't exaggerate i mean based yeah. around a set of real circumstances yeah it's just the, it, that's the same thing as before though all right uh number nine take on a big challenge even when you don't think you're ready that actually i personally agree with i don't know how you feel about it i mean it sounds right but i mean it still sounds like the jump into the unknown or you know do what you don't know i mean it sounds very very similar uh yeah i mean that's you're never gonna make anything if you don't dive in and do it mm-hmm. um and it's always going to be more work than you think it is it's always going to be a giant lift and i i mean yeah i agree you you have to you have to do it it says here that he uh i don't know who i don't i honestly do not know who wrote this and if they're quoting sam Raimi or what the fuck but the writer of this said one thing i've been doing is trying to write a new genre once a year that's pretty cool, and I I think that's a good that tip. Is, that is that's great. A lot more realistic than every week as well. Yeah, um, that's hard. Yeah, especially if it's especially if it's a feature. If you're trying to write a new genre feature script every single year, yeah, I mean that is very difficult. Look in in Game Dev Tycoon. When I stray away from from my company's genres, you got it. You got to stick to the genres. Yeah, I know. You got to stick to what you know. Um, what were you gonna say? Uh. I mean, I think that's pretty much it. You got it. Number 10. This is the last 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 one. one. Damn. If you're keeping score at home. Bittersweet. If you're keeping score at home, Chris has so far agreed with the first one. I think agreed with six of them. Agreed with half half of this one. Agreed with, yes, you were two and a half at five. You agreed with that one. You still told that one it sucked. You said this (laughs) one was obvious. So far, you've probably agreed with like three or four. Uh, Um, Whatever. Number 10. Give your character tough choices to make. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that because that's what makes it interesting. Like if, if every decision's an easy one, then what's the story? The tougher the choice, the better, right? What, like Sophie's choice? Yes. Okay, great. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's what makes it interesting is, I mean, putting themselves, putting yourself in their shoes when they have a difficult decision to make and being like, oh my God, I would hate to have to do that this is terrible what are they gonna do kind of like editing we're like it's every choice every cut is a choice it's all about choices i guess every cut is a choice every cut is a choice for sure bro i mean some some of my cuts aren't really choice i mean they're choices but that they're someone re- made for you yeah yeah i get <laughs> that exactly but like the real art of editing is choices it's yeah it's it's easy to, to to do what people tell you to do but everything's the decision um yeah, I mean, what what character ever hasn't had to make a difficult decision? Mm, that's interesting. None. None. There's I zero. Mean, I was going to say Homer Simpson, but I was gonna say, he makes decisions every fucking show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's in charge of a nuclear plant. It's true. And he eats a lot of donuts. Yeah. That's why I like him. Me and him have in common, I think. Um, all right, so we went through all 10. Hopefully you learned something. I didn't. Um, Sam Raimi versus Chris. The winner is? I think I won. 
Sam Raimi oh. barely he won barely by one one <laughs> rule. How how did he how does how does this scoring he work? Won. You'll have to wait. You'll have to check out the show notes to see how the scoring works. I, I think Sam Raimi had uh, five or six really good ones in there. Two of them were duplicates. Two of them or one of them was unrealistic, and another was just whatever. Yeah, the short the short films every week. You didn't like that one, did you? Look, I mean, I I still like it in concept, but it's just not. It's not realistic. All right. Well, look, realistic or not, it happened. He he apparently said all this. So check out the uh, outstanding screenplays YouTube channel, and you can go watch this video for yourself. Maybe we'll put a link in the comments of that YouTube channel and yeah. tell them to come <laughs> listen to you argue. Oh my with god! <laughs> Thanks, Sam Raimi. You actually have some really good information. I'm just a hater. You know, we should actually. It's not uh, interesting if I don't make difficult decisions. If I just agree with them every single time, then what's the point? It's true. I like that you're you're arguing against them. You know, they do these pretty frequently. Like they have one here, ten tips from Dan Harmon. Oh hell yeah! They have one that's uh ten tips from Stephen King. All right, we're gonna so make this a little series. Maybe we should make this into a into a segment. Yeah, like you know, Chris versus is what we'll call it. Wow. And it's Chris versus the brightest minds of filmmaking. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, Chris. Before we leave, uh, what's the what's the plugs one more time? Uh, we are at Real Gang on Twitter and Instagram. Real Gang at gmail.com. Um, uh, we have a Patreon, five bucks a month, gets you all sorts of groovy shit. That is patreon.com slash Shishkin Productions. Yep. Our TikTok is also Shishkin Productions. Mm-hmm. We're going to be making some short films about uh, TikTok pretty yes. pretty pretty soon here. Short films about TikTok. Well, on TikTok. Every every week. Those are short films, right? <laughs> Those are short films. Exactly. Technically they are. Uh, and most importantly. Email us. Well. <laughs> Sizzlerealgang at gmail.com. Okay. All right. I like it. I want an email. We're not even going to plug the, the cold line. No, we will. Oh. Uh, what is it? Three, three, two, three, 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 forty-three, sixty-one. I was doing a hand gestures during the whole thing, trying to gesture the numbers. Yeah, because I always forget them. Um, yeah, that's that's about it, I think. Right. Uh, I'm excited that we birthed this new segment out of this. this yeah, it's pretty good. Sick. You know, and I think later this week maybe we'll have a guest on. Possibly, maybe we'll crash some boards. Who knows? It's been a while. Yeah, we're gonna. We're, we're, yeah, we're gonna. We're gonna get a little bit ahead. One last thing I do want to say: if you live in New York and you're listening to this. Um, if you subscribe to the Patreon, that's going to come with, um, free access to our quarterly networking events. That's true. Uh, where we've already had one. It was a great success. Great success. And Next one's coming up in March. Oh uh, man. Do we already have a date picked out? Not yet. Okay. But we will alert everyone when we have that. And this is going to be like, uh, just a, a general networking event for, for the industry, Creators right? in New York. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not like not, filmmakers, photographers, 3d artists, sound people, podcasters, like anyone who's in New York come through. Um, again, if you're on the Patreon, you get, you you get dibs. You're not going to be mm-hmm. like, you'll get in your spot is safe. Your spot is reserved. Yeah. Correct. Um, all right. Well, I guess that's about it. And, uh, we'll catch you guys next week. See ya. A Shishkin Productions podcast.